0: There's a long-standing acceptance of the idea that if you're an artist, you have to be prepared to suffer for your art. And if you've heard many of the conversations we've had on this program, that seems to be very true. Artists suffer for their art, and willingly so. But how about this? An artist who's willing to suffer for a podcast like this one. (laughs) You're going to find out. Who did that for us in a second? I'm Alex Green, and this is Stereo Embers, the podcast. The podcast where we make our guests suffer. Check this out.
1: Burned like a kiss the sun.
0: That is the fabulous music of my guest today on the program, Salt Ashes. Let me tell you a little bit about Salt Ashes. All right, so Salt Ashes has been on the show before, and I asked her to come back because selfishly, I love talking to her. She's charming. She's witty. She's honest. And she's one of those people that just feels familiar to me. And frankly, I don't think it's going to be very long before her music is familiar to a very big audience. The London-based Salt Ashes work is inventive, artistic, bold, and thrilling. A ravishing blend of synth-pop and electro-bliss with overtones that range from goth to new wave. The music of Salt Ashes is riveting and alive. You just heard a bit of her new single, Too Many Times, and she's got an album coming out this fall, so get ready. But in the meantime, what about the suffering, you're probably asking? Well, when we chatted, it was extremely hot in London, but she closed all of her windows so the outside sounds of the summer streets wouldn't be distracting and get in the way of our conversation. When it was over, she told me how hot she'd been, but let me tell you this, I never saw her sweat. Why? Well, because she's a pro, and I'm crazy about her, and you're about to be too. So here's me and Salt Ashes having a conversation right here on Stereo Embers, the podcast.
2: control most of the time because obviously it means that I don't have anyone apart from my record label and they are very involved um, but they do they do tend to give me a lot of artistic control which is great but generally I don't have those people that I have to run ideas by um, and have to get any okaying by but it's frustrating because you do have only yourself to rely on and sometimes that can be quite lonely actually I find When there's big decisions, or even sometimes creative decisions, where sometimes you're like, this could be a genius idea, or this could be absolute rubbish, you know? But I think that's why I do work with different people and certain things. Like I work with my producer, Louis Soyev, um, at the moment. We've been working for the last two years together, and um, he is my sounding board. And I think you need those sounding boards um, because otherwise you can drive yourself a little bit crazy, as you know it's if you if you have those ideas or you or you're wanting to do something and you think well i don't know if this is the right thing i don't know if this is the right path to go should i just do it or not and i i find that quite frustrating quite a lot because i'm in my head quite a lot of the times and um occasionally you just need someone to be like yes that's a good idea or no that's not a good idea And then, and then actually sometimes, even if you disagree with them, you then know it's, it's like when, when I write a song and I could be listening to myself, listening to the song by myself and thinking, this is great. I love it. Oh my God. This is like the next single. This is incredible. And then I play it to someone and as I'm playing it to them. They don't even have to make a sound, but I know, oh no, this song's not good. Just the act, just the act of actually playing it to someone makes me go, no, I don't like it. Really? Yeah, it's it's because all of a sudden you're listening to it from a different perspective. You're not in your head in the song. All of a sudden you're listening almost you're a spectator. So you're listening to it through different ears.
0: Right. You sort of make this editorial shift where suddenly you put yourself in a different position where you're no longer the artist. You're now you're in a more executive type role.
2: But you become the listener all of a sudden, rather than right. the artist. Right. Yeah. So, so even my point is, even with an idea, even just talking that through with someone, you know, quite often with my, with my boyfriend, I'm I'm like, Oh God, like with the music videos, I'm like, I don't have an idea. And I don't know what, and then, I, and then I go like, Oh, I could do that. And he's just listening the whole time. And then I'm like, no, I don't want to do it like that. And then I'm just working it through, but I would have spent hours before by myself going, Oh God, I can't think of an idea, but just talking it out with somebody even if they don't say anything, for some reason, makes a big difference.
0: Yeah, like the physical body of your boyfriend just being there yeah. also changes the molecules of the way that the art is is being conveyed, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, it must do, yeah. Yeah. It's really, interesting. really interesting thing, yeah. <laughs> so I never thought
0: about that. I also never thought about the idea that also that you – having nobody around also means that you don't have the option of defending a creative idea as well
2: Mm. yeah um yes i guess that is true i think i might have that a little bit with when i'm in the room with louis because louis and i actually we, we write quite a lot together now which has been so so great i was always quite resistant to it before um writing with anyone really because again precious mine I'm in control right um and and also because I I do sometimes feel like I write better when I can just go into my own space but um there's been a really nice kind of sense of freedom and letting go with writing with Louis because it's almost like uh, yeah not being as precious with ideas and just rolling with it And so then he's my sounding board for for that stuff. And then I can defend my ideas with him.
0: (laughs) Right, right. I know what you mean though, also about like, even sometimes if you, let's say you love a song that's not yours and Mm. you play it for your boyfriend, you can tell like, oh, I don't think this is landing with him. You can even tell, right? Someone doesn't have to actually say anything. No. Um, And it changes your your that moment for you. It's really interesting. I've never, ever thought about that
2: yeah but but the genuinely the interesting thing is that you could not even see their body you could they could just be over there and you could not even be looking at them but it's 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 literally just playing the thing to someone and then listening to it through different ears it's 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 bizarre and I, that's why I, I do use that quite a lot if I'm a bit like I don't know if this is good or not I just play it to someone because I'm like you don't even you don't even need to tell me if it's good or not I just need to play it to you and right. then I I then kind of know if I like it or not.
0: Yeah I can get that sometimes where if I write something and I read it out loud to nobody that can sometimes work too but it's better to have a physical body there where you can kind of go oh this isn't this isn't really connecting. Yeah
2: absolutely yeah.
0: Do you think that you knew or that you know the parts that aren't connecting even before you play it like you suspect that maybe like this is a weak part of the song, this part needs punching up? Or is that all breaking news to you when you have that moment where you play it for somebody?
2: I think it's different each time because there definitely have been moments where I'm where where I have been like this song is a banger. Oh, my God, I don't think I've ever anything as good as this. Like it just the whole thing is great. And then I play it and I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) And I'm like, god it's just not not. what was i think it's almost like what was i think what was i listening to just the moment i played it, i'm like no it's not good at all or maybe it's not good at all but maybe like no actually this needs changing and this needs changing and then yeah there are moments where you think i'm not actually sure about this part and that gets confirmed by listeners or producers or the label or whoever's listening to it um and I definitely have those moments where I'm like, I don't know whether this is genius or crap actually. So what, what do you like tell me, you know? But I've I've learned to rely on those sources a lot more than than kind of holding onto it for ages and working on it and working on it and working on it. And then getting get to the point where I've worked on it so much that actually if someone tells me it's bad, I'm gonna be destroyed. <laughs> Right. I know. I've worked on this for so long.
1: I know.
0: know. (laughs) I know. There are times where I remember turning a manuscript into an editor, and she was like, "I love it," and I was like, "Oh, great!" And then she was like, "We got to cut about thirty thousand words," and I was like, "What? That's like six months of my time. (laughs) Like, what?" No,
2: it's no. So it's cutting. Yeah, it's really happens.
0: It is, but you know, I think I'm better at taking a note now. Than I've ever been because I know that, like, so for example, like with this show, we've been doing it now for, you know, going to our fifth year, and wow. I, say, I say we. It's me. It's just me. I keep yeah, saying we.
2: I say the same thing. I always say we. We. But like, I say we're releasing. We're releasing. But same thing. Yeah. It's me.
0: It's just me. Yeah. And it, had I had, if I was working for a corporation. The, I'm really proud of the evolution of this show. But if you listen to it four or five years ago, you recognize it as being the same show, but it's just so different. And I think I would have rounded the corners sharp, sharper and faster had I had somebody saying to me, maybe not a 25 minute introduction, maybe <laughs> not, right? Like maybe it's a little much, maybe you <laughs> do it this way, maybe play a song. here." And I finally landed on, because I think people who are, who are artists or doing anything, the a really good piece of advice is if you do it long enough it'll just keep getting better right yeah. it will but oh. if you have somebody there who is guiding you a little bit you'll get there a little bit faster
2: i think do you think or do you think that maybe we would resist and we would say no i want that 25 minute long intro- introduction actually because that's completely me
0: <laughs> sure
2: <laughs> yeah, of course because <laughs>
0: that's what i want so <laughs> yes, we would but a week later, we would go. Fuck, they're right.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you are right. It's true, and I, there are so many benefits to doing things by yourself. I, I guess also if things work out, there's a really good sense of achievement. And you have that fulfillment, but quite often it, it, it is it's hard. It's it's hard to do hard. it, and um, you know a lot with a lot of these things that. I don't know about you, but with a lot of things that I'm doing by myself, sometimes it's not through through choice, it's through necessity. It's like, you know, I haven't been managed now for maybe three years and I haven't looked for a manager. Um, so One certainly hasn't come my way. Well there, well, there have been, but they just haven't been right. And maybe that's the problem as well. Maybe I just can't let go. But if a great manager came along and wants to manage me, like, I think I would be. I would say yes. Right. You know, right. um, obviously, I would struggle to let go a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> sure,
0: of course.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my brain, my brain. Um, but yeah, so some of these things are necessity more than um, a, a desire. But then I, but then I do enjoy it. I enjoy it. Do do you enjoy it yourself?
0: I love it. I absolutely love it. I really do. I mean, it's, it is like, it's my favorite thing in my life. I mean, it really is like talking to you. This is what makes me so happy. So, um, I love it, but I also recognize that, you know, having creative control is a terrific thing. I mean, it really is. Um, but for some people listening, they would go, wait, but you have a record label, why are you doing so much of this yourself? And I think a young aspiring musician or artist of any kind, this is a really important moment to figure out. Like, tell, can you explain why that is?
2: Well, their Radical Records are an independent label um, and they help me with a lot of stuff, but it's not their job to manage. Mm-hmm. They are They aren't managers, they're not producers, they aren't stylists, they aren't also, and really essentially, I would say a manager would be more, it would be more of their role to assign me with um, photographers, stylists, all all of that kind of, social media managers, all of that kind of stuff. My record label were there to, you know, support me and release my music and support me as a songwriter and get me songwriting jobs because they are also my publisher but all of the other stuff it's not really their their role to do that and right. they will help me wherever they can they they definitely don't just leave me out in the dark um maybe it's a case of because they feel like I'm capable they just kind of leave not leave me to it that sounds negative but you know you know what i mean
1: yeah totally um,
2: and uh so yeah i mean we also, we do have pr teams as well so there there there, there is a team around me but all of the kind of the, the things the smaller things that go on around the, me like with music videos and shoots and um writing and recording like i record a lot of my vocals in my room um that's all me but the bigger stuff there are there are there are there are teams in place for, for certain things but i think the manager the manager thing is a big thing because they they would take on a very big role that I'm doing as well and it's difficult to be artist and business all in one head because it's just like you have to really have to split yourself down the middle and think in completely different ways and sometimes it's really confusing because you if you're in the songwriting like I'm finding it quite difficult at the moment to be honest with you with the release with the with the re- recent release because we're also in the middle of finishing the album so we're in the middle of a campaign. We are doing the music video, um, the photo shoot. Um, now the campaign is, you know, needing me to be, I guess, more active on social media. Um, and then but then we're also still trying to get PR on board, promote the single, promote the video when it comes out and then also trying to write the album. So I'm trying to be in this really creative space where I can finish the album but I can't be in the creative space for too long. I have to come out of it. And I'm right. sure I'm sure every artist does this, to be honest with you. It sounds like, you know, I'm the only one that does this. I, I know I'm not. I know there are millions of artists that do the same thing and that's just how it is now. Um, yeah. It's
0: true, it's true. It's true. Uh, but I mean, and I want to say, you are from, in my opinion, I can't think of anybody who has so much style and creativity like your your aesthetic is so arresting and original I mean you do a beautiful job of 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 conveying that yeah thank
2: you that arresting I love that I'm going to steal that. I love that. You know, when someone gives you a compliment, you're like, yes, that's what I've been, that's what I've been trying to achieve. (laughs) Well,
0: it's true. And I think if anybody, you know, checks you out on Instagram, it's like, it just looks so, um, you know, I can't think of the right, right phrase, but like, it looks so high fashion to me. It looks creative in the most marvelous and imaginative ways and when you wrote that post a few weeks ago or maybe a few days ago where you were like hey i do this all by myself i was like that is so impressive <laughs> oh thank
2: you thank you it's so it's so nice to hear that that all of the efforts go uh you know are working to be honest with you because like most people i, I struggle with social media a lot and when you're putting so much into it and you're like oh i don't know if this is landing and then and then most of the time it doesn't land to be honest with you but when it does land it's like oh thank goodness you
0: know yeah yeah tell me about that struggle because i know that like when my when my second book of poems came, my, my second book was a book of poems after i wrote the book on the stone roses the this book emergency anthems came out and they had me doing a lot of social media and it wasn't landing it really wasn't landing at all i mean and i thought this just this is cool because I, I like that I'm doing this and it feels good to me, but it, then it feels lousy when it mm. doesn't land or you go, I put you know, some effort into trying to convey this thing about the thing that I created. Mm. And um, I understand, I mean, the poetry world is small. I'm not expecting to light the world on fire, but it was like four or five people were like, oh, that's cool. And so how does it feel when you, when it doesn't land, how, how does that, Sort of register with you.
2: Well, I try. I try really hard to not engage with it too much because, okay. uh because I think it can really, really affect you. And as you say, when you put so much effort into something and then you only get a few likes, it can be really. It's just a bit like, well, what's what's it for? Right. What, what am I? What am I doing here? But one thing I have realized in the last year is that I think we spoke about this before but being an artist now maybe it always has been but it's so much about personality over music or maybe even over talent I feel like if the if you have talent in creating content and being a really great personality then the music kind of comes second and we, of course, we all want a personality for the, the the artists that we love and icons. Of course, they've, they've all had, or if you think of all the big icons, they all have had incredible personalities and you, and you love them for that or don't love them for sure, that. Or whatever. Of course. But the thing that really doesn't sit well with me now about social media is that it feels like it's just about that. It feels like if you find your niche on social media with funny videos or sexy videos or whatever it is, then you're going to get 100,000 followers because of that reason. And then they're more likely to listen to your music. If you're creating really great content with your music, trying to share it with well, people just, it seems like they don't care. I know. It really does. And I, I hate to say that because I, I definitely do have, I have some very loyal fans that are amazing and they're there with me all the time, but it's it's just, it's something which I really struggle with social media in general, because I have to do it. It's part of the, the world now, it's part of music, it's part of the industry, but maybe I'm just not natural at, at it, or maybe I don't just, maybe I don't care enough about the social media World as much as I do about creating music, and of course, I want to connect with my fans, and I and I want to talk to them, and I, and I love that. But at what cost do I have to become something that I'm not in order for people to pay attention? Which is something that at the moment I'm really struggling with because I there are moments where I'm like I feel like I'm having to go there, and then I'm like, well, I don't want to go there. I wanted to create music, and I want to put it out, and ah, I just I get really annoyed with it.
0: Yeah and then when you see when you see something land or connect in a really big way then you think well do I need to do more of that direction is that the yeah. tip that I'm getting from the audience
2: yes i actually had a really good conversation with my a producer that i used to work with called Mosley, who has been doing a lot of research about social media and um what lands and i guess popularities and stuff like that but we had a conversation and he he's doing Kind of a course at the moment where he's trying to get artists to love social media and to love creating their content and to find the thing that they love in order to put out. And actually, he he did resonate. Some of the things that he he said really resonated with me in terms of figuring out what your message is and then creating content to put that message out. And that was just like, oh yeah, it sounds it sounds so simple, yeah. Right. And then I sat back and thought about it, and I was like, well, what what do I want my message to be in general and I think once I thought about that more because of course you think about that as an artist anyway because you're writing all the time and whatever's in your songs are your messages but in terms of forgetting the music and putting something on social media out what was my message and my message I guess one big thing is confidence and being really really true to yourself and um when I posted something, I think it was the first video that I posted about me doing the styling for the recent photo shoot and all of the other stuff, that landed. Mm. And it was like, ah, okay. So actually I just need to think about what message I want to put out there and, and then put it out. Of course you need to think about all the stupid transitions and all of that kind of stuff that you have on Reels now, which again, it just drives me bonkers. (laughs) <laughs> but
0: <laughs> I get it.
2: Yeah, you get it. But um, that was something that really helped recently because as we said, I do have to be a part of the social media world, I guess. Yeah. So well, I need to try and find a way to love it a little bit more.
0: To me, the irony is you've done the hard work creating the music and now you have to create a second layer of something to convey the music and so it's like, you know, you've already you've already done the creativity part of it, but then you have to get creative in this in this other medium. So, I mean, it's great because you're a creative person, but it's also sort of like, but I've done the work, you know, you you would think yeah. that the work should speak for itself. But um, I just interviewed Miles Copeland, who managed the police and who signed the Go-Go's and Fine Young Cannibals and owned IRS records and manage Sting, mm-hmm. you know, he, he was no joke. And he said to me, most artists, this is great for you to hear. He said, most artists don't understand the music is second. Yeah. You're hundred percent right. I mean, with what you said, he said, and he said, most people don't understand that. And you do. And I think that's so crucial for your career that you get. It's because it, I, I said to him, I said, if, if the music was first, the Alarm would have sold more records than Marilyn Manson. And he was like, mm-hmm. you're right. <laughs> and then the music is yeah. not first. So did, but, did
2: he say that it was always like that? Or does he think it's like that now?
0: Well, that was, I mean, that would have been in the early eighties. So he right. Right? So it
2: was, it was even then.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. okay, so when did you realize that? Like, when did it dawn on you that it's, that the music is not first?
2: Uh, probably a couple of years ago, I would say when it, when whenever Instagram started to become more of, of a thing, and then TikTok came on board, that's when I was like, okay, the, this is what I'm, I'm realizing that actually, a personality comes before music, um, and I think I just, I just have like a little bit of a, almost like a resistance to it because I'm like, oh, it should be about music. But I just need to let it go.
0: I mean, it's hard because I wonder having grown up, you know, when MTV first hit, I mean, I was 11, 12 years old and I was like, my mind just got blown open. I remember seeing Madonna doing the like a virgin in the wedding dress. And, and that was like a seismic for our generation in terms of importance. That was like the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. That was like something big has really just happened. Mm. If you remove the video medium, I don't think Madonna would have been anywhere near what mm. she would have been. And and yeah. I think she realized that the music is second and the packaging, yeah. the story is first. And she did a brilliant job of doing that.
2: Absolutely. God, iconic.
0: Iconic, right? Because yeah. no one ever says like top 100 vocalists of all time. Madonna does not rank up there. Yeah
2: you're so right she had this great ability just to evolve and every time she evolved and recreated herself it was just so new and invented inventive and just incredible right Um, lady gaga i think was is kind of on a similar in terms of that reinvention and shock factor and personality
0: personality do you look at someone like gaga and who by the way has an amazing voice that's where she really has madonna beat um but do you look at at someone like her and go all right well how is she doing it let me sort of see if if maybe that's i can get some inspiration with how she is making and has made inroads visually Mm -hmm. um and also i mean i I think social media is secondary for her because she really is so well established but do you derive inspiration from how people do it
2: yeah, I think I'm always looking at a ve- like a very wide range of artists, social media and, and um, seeing how and what's going on. And because I think you need to keep on top of trends as well with social media and how people are posting. Um, and because, as I said, I you know, it's me that's learning myself and having to figure out how, how I want to post definitely. I need that inspiration yeah it's good to see what other people are doing and not steal but get inspired
0: yeah and I also think that you are in the driver's seat in terms of nobody is going to objectify you in in a way that that I think women have been objectified when they're signed to big labels that have massive budgets and they say wear this don't wear that you know reveal this don't reveal that um those are incredibly uncomfortable situations I would imagine Um, oh yeah I've right? definitely,
2: had, I've, yeah, I've definitely had um, a moment in the past with someone that i worked with before where I did a whole photo shoot. The photos I thought were absolutely badass and I was told that I looked fat, uh, my, my chin, I think my chin was too big, um, it just looked like really, really bad things and it was just said at me. And I just said to this person, you are so lucky that I am a very confident and secure person within myself, because if you'd said this to someone who was very insecure, had very low self-esteem, didn't know themselves, like were, were self-conscious about all of the things that you've just said, you could have started something catastrophic for their life, you know, in terms of like eating disorders, like whatever, everything. Oh. And it was, I was just like, you cannot say that. You cannot say those things to people. Yes, you can say the makeup wasn't working. The styling was off. I think potentially you can, we, we, we could do better. Sure. Those things are fine. And to be honest with you, when I got the, the photos back, I saw them and I was like, the, fo- the we didn't nail the styling. We didn't nail the the makeup. And actually I think I'm happy to reshoot. I said that at the beginning of the conversation, but yet they had to proceed to tell me all of those negative things. It's like, we've already agreed. We've already agreed that we are reshooting this. Why do you feel the need to then tell me all of this stuff? It's not beneficial it's not um, good criticism whatsoever. So yeah, I've definitely been in that situation. And from that moment, I was like, this is never happening again. I'm taking control and I'm gonna be like, this is this is the, these are the shit, these are the photos, these are how I want them, and here we go.
0: <laughs> yeah, and those comments had nothing to do with the photo shoot. It's sort of like, I'm the same person I was when we agreed to do this photo shoot. Like, what the fuck is your problem?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was, it was just, com- completely unconstructive you know because we'd already agreed we're going to reshoot so we didn't need to say anything we're reshooting it wasn't right okay let's move on she's no good for you
1: Call it intuition it's not jealousy it's true i'm over you because falling in love is a beautiful floor but only if you know who you're falling for She smokes out the window, you are too blind to see With all of her eyes and her pretty face She'll touch you so tenderly And cut you with a kiss
0: right because i was teaching in the in the graduate writing program at the school at the university where i teach and there was a a woman in my class she was probably at the time about 33 and she wrote this piece about having been in eighth grade and having won a race against a boy and the boy was so embarrassed that he lost to a girl right he turned to her and made horrible comments about her body
1: Mm.
0: and You know, 30 years later or 25 years later, she's still in in this piece, she was still battling horrible eating disorders, horrible body dysmorphia because of one comment by some idiot 13 year old in in 1994 or something. And Mm -hmm. so, what you're saying is so true in the sense that you can devastate somebody. Thank Mm -hmm. God you are who you are. um, Because what you're saying, like, that just made my stomach hurt when you said that.
2: It's not, yeah, I mean, as you said, the power of words, what you say to somebody about their physical appearance, even about their personality. It's like, be careful what you say to people because you don't know what place that person is in and you have no idea how it's gonna affect you. I mean, I remember things from when I was younger that the other person probably won't even remember that they said to me, but you do hold on to certain, you hold on to things and they do, it shapes you and it changes you and you never forget certain things. And yes, it, it's quite scary how much power you 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 could actually have over somebody's life with what you say to them.
0: Yeah, I mean, it really is so fragile. You don't even realize. Even maybe even sometimes you just say something and you're not thinking, and it and it's sort of like that can be really insensitive. So you really have to think about the words that come out of your mouth when you're even when you're talking about somebody's art. Um, my feeling is when somebody creates something, it represents a period of time in their life. That time, money, sacrifice um you know even for for the website for the magazine if there's an album I listen to and I'm not crazy about it I just won't put pen to paper I just don't think there's any point in writing about it you know I want I want to be a place of support um so if it didn't land with me then I'll just leave it alone you know what's the point of of people
2: yeah because it could land with someone else as well that's the thing and music is so subjective as well it's so subjective that if you don't need to say the bad things, then why do? It's funny because when I when we have PR on the singles, um, <clears throat> quite often the PR team will send me all of the all of all of the publications that say no to featuring the songs. I probably shouldn't be saying any of this, but it's real life. So who cares? But those publications always say why they haven't featured the, the, the song. Oh. And I used to read them all but it oh my god it was just like what it was like torture like, why am i reading this but you know but the, the hilarious thing was one person would say something like uh it sounds too much like fka twigs and the other person would say like oh if only it sat if only it like sounded a little bit more like fka twigs <laughs> like every single one was just completely contradicted oh this is too commercial for us oh it's not commercial enough and it was just like oh my god and initially I was driving myself mad like really reading into these these critics and just going like okay next time I need to do this and then I was like what am I doing just make stop just make music and if you if you like it then, then that's the most important thing because it's come from you and it's a cathartic experience and who gives a fuck what they think? If they don't want to feature it and they're not going to feature it, the end, move on. Move on. Uh, right. Just move on. Right,
0: right. I had, I wrote my, my newest novel. I submitted it to a publisher and they wrote back to me and they wrote, this is, this is takes into a whole lot. They said, this is so funny. It's the funniest book we've read in years. The writing is, is, crisp and alive. The idea is novel and fresh. uh, Start to finish. It's one of the you know most tightly constructed comedic books we've read. Um, We're gonna pass.
2: (laughs) 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 I went what? Oh my god! You just can't yeah. write this stuff. It's just uh, at no. least was, at least they were, they gave you the compliments, and it wasn't like this is rubbish. Uh, at least at least they were nice about it, I guess.
0: Yeah, but it's like I mean, if someone says you know it's not FKA Twigs enough, it's like okay, that that gives you a point of reference. If someone says I love everything you do, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into business with <laughs> you, that's it's like I can't do any better. than, like it's so weird because that's not really even a note.
2: No, it's true. There's, there's no actual, yeah, there's no constructive criticism there. So you're like, well, well, what else was I meant to do?
0: It's like someone saying, I think you're so beautiful and so funny and so smart and so charismatic. I'm not going to date you.
2: It's not you. It's me. It's not you. <laughs> it's, like, it's me. My God.
0: So what happened on the, with the video shoot and what was your level of frustration? Cause you, you showed, a. Uh, a, you showed a clip of the clip you're filming
2: yes so we, we we just there's a we need to finish some of the edit basically which is why we have to delay a week we're already slightly delayed anyway because we actually filmed the the video and then we had to do part of the video reshoot Sorry, we had to reshoot part of the video because we just didn't get the lighting right. For one of the scenes, we were really rushed. You know how it is. You spend the whole day in the studio. The last scene, we were just really, really tight with time. And we just didn't get the lighting right. So when we came to the edit, we were watching this scene, which is quite an integral part of the video. And we were just like, oh, it's just not not lit properly. And it was no one's fault. We just didn't have the time. And we were like trying to do, you know, figure out if we could edit it in a way and we just couldn't. Um, So we were already late because of that, because we we reshot it, which I'm so grateful that we did. Um, And then we thought it was done. But then we've just we've come back and been like, oh, actually, it's just a re-edit thing. We need to re-edit it a little bit. And then we thought, let's just push it back a week. It's not hopefully it's not going to mean, you know, the end of the world and people will wait I, i'm really excited by this one I'm really excited by this one because um again a lot was put into it um the idea happened in the way that i was saying i was we, i was walking to the boot sale i think car boot sale do you have car boot sales over there <laughs> I don't think so. So, no. it's just like they're like secondhand everyone turns up in their car or with bags and they just sell stuff really dirt cheap it's like a charity shop in a way but not but not because it's not going yeah. to people anyway we have them every Saturday and Sunday here and I love it because you get so many bargains I bought like 20 items of clothes for like 30 pounds it was just like incredible anyway digressing so um me and my boyfriend were walking to there and I was just talking about this idea you know and I go oh, maybe I could do it this way and I could do that and then, and then and then the whole idea just kind of formulated within that 20 minutes after spending a really long time freaking out about what I'm going to do with this for this video and it just everything just kind of fell into place and so many people helped out and then I've got these incredible dancers who are students and they were just lovely and so sweet and we choreographed it together and it's the first time that I've done a proper choreographed dance piece in one of my videos which also is quite a big deal for me and just really happy about so yeah I'm I'm excited I'm really excited about this one coming out and I just wanted it to be 100% right before just releasing it on time
0: yeah and it's not a major setback I mean seven or eight days is not it's not that big it shouldn't be a big deal no.
2: right exactly yeah exactly um, um but are you
0: so the, so the, the video budget is all coming from your pocket or is that or is that
2: no the record label pay for that okay, okay. yeah good yeah, thank god yeah Yes.
0: yeah
2: yeah but we're not working with big budgets which is which is why it becomes quite stressful um you know they are an independent label so they're they're independent label I guess they're not loads of money coming in like like a major label would have um so budgets are always quite tight with with music videos, which is when it becomes a little bit stressful for me because you are having to pull in favors left, right, and center. And I hate asking people for favors. I know. Because people should be getting paid for what they do. And that's just how it is and what I believe in. So I pay people as much as I can, but a lot of it is like, please, could you do this for this much money? Uh, I'll give you hugs and love and, uh, (laughs) you know, um, but but the reason that's the reason why I end up doing a lot of the things myself is because people should be getting paid for instance, hair, stylist should be getting paid, stylists should be getting paid. But it comes to the point where I'm like, well, shit, I don't have the money for that now. And I can't ask people to do this stuff for free. So I'm just gonna have to do it myself. And I have big freakouts where I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it myself. And then I'm like, no, you can do it. Come on, pull it out of the bag. So um, you'll see in my next video, I was getting quoted for hairstylists for like minimum 600 quid for the day and I was like that's just there's just no budget for that like at all and I needed this like elaborate wig and I was like oh my god and then that was like an extra 600 pounds for the elaborate mm. wig. So we were talking like 1200 pounds for just hair and I was like <laughs> um and then I just thought I'm just gonna buy a 30 pound wig from ebay and I'm just going to see, just going to see what I could do with it. So I I put the wig on my boyfriend <laughs> and we spent the evening while he's working on his laptop. I spent the evening just like fiddling around with it, plaiting it. and And I created this wig and I was like, I did it. I did it. And we'll see whether you guys think it's good when the video's actually released, because maybe it's not good, but.
0: <laughs> oh, come on, I can't wait to see it. I mean, the the thing is, is that all of your stuff that you do looks big budget. I mean, nothing looks shoestring at all. You, do, you have, your vision is so um, grand and creative and interesting and innovative that, um, and so stylistic that everything you do looks really expensive.
2: Good, thank God! thank God for that, because that's exactly what I'm trying to achieve here. <laughs> but it's amazing because I think I think it just does, does it goes to show that you can make things look expensive with the tools that you have. Right. I mean, I mean, my counting crosses video because that doesn't look expensive, but it was it was shot on my iPhone and edited on my own laptop and I think it was a pretty decent video, considering I had literally just shot it myself, yeah with the red light and, you know, I, people can achieve good things now. It's just a case of really, really believing in yourself. And I know it's so cliche, but there were moments with this video where I was, I was like, Mm-mm, can't do it, can't do it. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Okay, well, it's just gonna have to be a shit video with me looking rubbish. And uh, I was just like, well, I just don't know. And then, And then you have to go like, no, come on. Just, you can, you can just like, just keep thinking, keep thinking, keep thinking, and just stop, stop putting yourself down and just don't give up. And, and you have to push through a barrier. You know, like when you go, when you do a workout class and you're like, I can't do this. And then you just push through that last bar and then you're like, I did it. It's a bit like that. You have to just keep ramming and keep pushing to get to the other side. And then, and then you, when you get there, you're like, what was I, what was I crying about?
0: Right. I made it.
2: I made it. And I did cry this time, a couple (laughs) of times. I did. There were, there were a couple of tears. (laughs) Through
0: all the tears, did you, have you found that you in, in these last few years have learned a lot about makeup, about clothes, about style, Um, just being in the trenches on your own? Have you um, just being self-taught in those ways? Have you picked up things that you didn't know before?
2: Um, I guess so but also not because okay. I'm not one of these people w- with makeup for instance I don't spend hours watching makeup tutorials or anything like that, which I probably should because I would definitely learn a lot more but for me it's a case of I have a I have a Pinterest board and I'm always adding to my Pinterest board or if I see a film that I like y- y- you know like I was watching Death Becomes Her the other day have you seen that film? Of course. Uh, yeah. I love that film so much. So good. That's so good. And it's so inspiring and in all of the colours and the imagery in it, in it anyway. But, and also, uh, is it Beverly Hill Cop? with um Eddie Murphy I think it might be the first or the second one the styling in that oh my god killed me like the woman with she had like this white suit on and these, but it was just insane so I I get a lot of my inspiration from those kinds of things and have a Pinterest board and just keep attaching stuff like that and from there I just go okay well I want to achieve that how do I do it and I just kind of just experiment I mean I did have a makeup artist on this last video shoot who was amazing um but for the photo shoot I did my own makeup and sometimes it's just a case of like maybe just plain face just go with something quite plain and maybe it's just all about the styling and with styling um again I think I just try and go as as outrageous as I can to begin with and then maybe pull it back um and then, again, Pinterest. Yeah, I i don't know. I, I'm not really sure where it comes from, to be honest with you. It's just a case of trial and error.
0: Yeah, trial, error, and sort of being inspired by external art.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
0: it's and also, just from, from a totally business standpoint, I've never asked anybody this, so I'm kind of curious to hear what you have to say. Do you, financially, do you ever kind of go like, okay, this is, this is the limit of, that I'll put into this project? Or do you find, I mean, do you you really have to think about that? Because obviously the stuff that is coming from your own pocket, that's like, that's no joke. That's like, that's your life. Um, but then you kind of go, but it's my own art and I want to, I'll put all I can into it. Is that a, is that a battle for you?
2: Yeah, sometimes. I, again, I'm very lucky with my record label who if things are reasonable and I need something they are they will normally say yes to it but I don't ask them for a lot
0: I think yeah. that's probably
2: why they're they they say yes I actually am more I I have more of the mentality of if it's for my art or if it's to create something then I then I need it that's kind of my mentality I'm like I need this if I have the money then I'm going to get it. If it's music equipment or something, it's like, well, I need it. I need this to be able to do the job that I'm trying to do here and, and then, and then make money hopefully. So it's like, um, I will find that money from somewhere. And yeah, normally it's, it's a case of it's necessity.
0: Do you feel that salt ashes is a alter ego or a persona and that you can I mean I would say step off the stage it's been so long since there's been a like stage but when the video is not when it, you know they they turn the camera off or when you go home do you turn back into yourself do you feel is it that clear of a demarcation point for you
2: I think they 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 can mold into into one occasion but there there is a separation for sure and I have my very like home life person where I like my home comforts so I'm quite house proud um I like cooking uh you know I, I very much like to be by myself as well I love my alone time um I like organizing like organizing things makes me very happy having <laughs> things like neat I know I know it's so Hello. sad it's so sad, but Ooh. I just having things neat and tidy, like having my. Someone's oh God, laughing because they know. <laughs> Having my having my like clothes drawers with everything really neat and wrapped up fills me with so much joy, I can't tell you. But uh, and then I have my salt ashes side, which is definitely. uh, it's the it's a it's a darker side I would say but um it's the more creative it's the more um I was gonna say emotional but actually I'm also quite emotional on my other side so I think they, they do kind of meander but when I'm in the studio I like to be dressed in a certain way like and when I'm at home I'm I love being just like slouchy stuff just like you know my comfies my joggers um, but when I'm at the studio, I I feel like I need to have that salt ashes vibe with me in order to be in that headspace. So there definitely there definitely are two parts of me. But do you know what? Even disregarding salt ashes, I I feel like there are two sides to me anyway. Mm. I was I've recently I started therapy in um in lockdown like I think a lot of people did um and, <laughs> yeah. and there was a moment where we had to like visualize this room and what was in the room and, blah, 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 and we eventually worked out that there were two there were two versions of me in this room and one version was very quiet and um they just wanted to meditate and just be very present and um take note of everything take note of their space and just want to stay calm and then the other one was like what are we doing we need to be doing something all the time come on come on come on come on come on come on, come on. productive productive why are we not doing anything we need to make use of this time it was just like whoa and that is so me and it's like this battle all the time where I'm like no man let's just like chill and calm and like, let's relax and enjoy life and the other side is like "Well, well, hang on a minute why are we not doing anything we need to be productive right now every single minute we need to make use of so I have those two lovely
0: people
2: <laughs> in my mind
0: <laughs> yeah so there's those two sides and then there's salt ashes no, to salt the ashes. stew um it, do you <laughs> think that the that those sides of you do, do you recognize your parents in any of those oh my race.
2: god 100 absolutely do you have you must you you must have the same thing that's why you're saying it right
0: yeah of course yeah
2: yeah yeah, yeah. oh my god so so much my I, I have a lot of things from both of them to be honest with you but my perfectionist side and my uh grafter side it comes from both my parents because they're both grafters but my dad more than anything he was always like no no pressure 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 come on we need to be pushing push 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 we can't relax, must always be working. And I think that's not the right way to be. I think, yes, graft, but also we do need to relax every now and then in order to make the work that you're doing better, because if you don't take that time to regenerate and work on yourself, then you're going to be too stressed and too all over the place to be able to create the best thing that you can create anyway. So I do, I do recognise that but neither i do recognize there needs to be a balance but sometimes i go like this like swinging either way and sometimes i get frustrated with that
0: when you're stressed out do you find yourself going to one more than the other like do you go to the organization side if you're if you're super stressed out yeah one um, yeah <laughs> <I thought so. laughs>
2: but do you know it, it could actually go the other way so quite often my if if i'm if I'm really low and I'm having a, sometimes I get quite lost, like I'm like, I'm just lost, I don't know what I'm doing. If I'm feeling like that, then my room will be a mess. And if someone, my friend comes into my room and they see my room as a mess, they're like, okay, what's wrong? Cause they wow. know, so, okay, something's wrong. But equally, if I'm feeling very frantic and I'm very stressed, then yeah, cleaning and tidying. I'm like, everything needs to be organized. Da, da, da. Even if I'm like, I've got five minutes to get to this place that I need to be at right now. You, do, you don't have time to clean right now. Why are you cleaning? But I'm like, need to clean. I'm so stressed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I get that. I get it. And I also feel that hey. it's it's so funny because I feel like the the thing that's stressing you out out there into the world, the external thing, you feel like when you're cleaning and or folding things in the drawers, you feel that that's somehow also tidying up the thing that's stressing you out.
2: Yeah. Do you have the same thing?
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: So do. you understand? I think I think well, we, we always say a clear space means a clear mind, right? A clear, clear right. workspace, clear, work, clear room. And I think what I feel like it is for me is when I feel like I'm losing control of whatever it is then by organizing stuff it makes me feel like I'm taking control of that therefore I have some control over something it's like okay I do actually have control and then that helps with which you clearly understand
0: (laughs) I do and I also understand that control is an illusion because you can eat great and you can wear your seatbelt, but you can still die of cancer or die in a car crash so like you you have Uh this illusion of control right like I always thought like oh someone died in a car accident they clearly probably weren't wearing their seat belt but they also might have been right yeah. so it's an illusion and i and i get that it's an illusion but it's also an illusion that feels kind of good
2: it's just something it's all in our heads it's all in our heads you know when we when we are feeling control of something it's because we have told our brains we are in control of this right it's all it's a stupid fucked up brain situation that we're like we just trick you have to trick your brain into believing something and then which is kind of what therapy has been doing for me i think um it's been great actually therapy and i would highly recommend it to everyone
0: this probably won't surprise you my mom was a therapist so i i'm very like i i am a huge proponent of it, I have to say I am a little bit curious. I kind of want to know what salt ashes uh, drawers look like. I wonder if, if she has her <laughs> stuff folded nicely or if it's just thrown in there in a kind of gothic pile.
2: No, I actually think I actually think that she's also very very measured and everything is very nice and neat. Yeah, because yeah. she like she's in control. She's in control of everything, so she is like, no, everything is exactly where I want it to be, and it's in my way and if you don't like it you can fuck off <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> which is another reason why we love salt ashes um, and so Very the <laughs> the album will the hope is that it's the album is out in fall no
2: hopefully the album will be out in September maybe okay. the end of September. So that we are there's three singles being released off of the album ahead of that, which the first single being Too Many Times. And then yeah, another two singles to follow and then the album in September, if all goes to plan.
0: How excited are you?
2: So I'm so excited. I mean, this album's been coming for such a long time and it wasn't even meant to be an album, it was meant to be an EP and then it's just developed into this and actually I'm so proud of this body of work and I feel like a lot of that stuff that we were saying about um, pressure that I put on myself and just letting go of that, I've been able to do a lot more with this one and I've just been making music to make me feel good. So hopefully it makes other people feel good too.
0: Well, I'm sure it will. I'm so happy that you uh, were able to do this and come back on the show. I love talking to you.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I love talking to you too. It's always such a joy.
0: Will you come back on when the album comes out?
2: Please, I okay. would love to. Alright, yeah. we'll
0: revisit, and uh, it's so good to see you again. And uh, and my best to you. And I'm so excited about the new song, the new video. It's all going to be fine.
2: Thank you so much for the support. Like it's it means it to the world. So thank you a lot.
0: Salt Ashes. I love talking to her. She's the greatest. And uh, her music is phenomenal. Get on board, if you're not already on board. Uh, If you're not, uh, we're waiting for you. If you are, well done. Uh, Saltashes.com is where you need to go to find out what's going on in her world. Uh, Check it out. Uh, There's always news, new music, uh, maybe some tour dates coming. I don't know. Uh, Watch the site for details, alexgreenonline.com is where you need to go to find out what's happening with me. Of course, I do talk about it uh, on the show quite a bit, but you can find it all in one place on the website alexgreenonline.com. Follow me on Twitter at Embers Editor, follow me on Instagram at Embers Podcast, or just email me editor at stereoembersmagazine.com. Who do you want back on the show? Uh, who should I get on the show that's not been on before? Uh, Give me your dream wish list, and I'll do my best to track them down. If you want to track down our radio station, bombshellradio.com is where you need to go to find out what makes us tick. Uh, You can also, and I know you know this because I mention it a lot, but it's important for me to mention again, uh, Stereo Embers the podcast is available on all podcast platforms. Go to the one that you use, subscribe, maybe leave us a rating, you know, a nice comment or two. Tell all your friends, insist that they tell their friends, and, uh, you know, very soon we'll take over this planet. Evidently, we're charting quite high in Finland. So thank you to all my Finnish listeners for spreading the word. Maybe one day we'll do a live show in Helsinki. I'm up for it. Thank you, as always, for listening to Stereo Embers, the podcast week in and week out. Great shows coming up, so stick close, and uh, you will not be disappointed. Let's take a longer listen to the new single by Salt Ashes, Too Many Times. Enjoy it, and thank you again for listening. To Stereo Embers, the podcast only right here on Bombshell Radio.
1: like a kiss the sun.